Good morning, New Beginnings Christian Community Church family and friends. My name is Pastor Alfredo Peña, and I'm excited that you are joining us this morning. We want to thank our praise and worship team for ushering us into God's presence. We've had the opportunity to celebrate Holy Communion, and now it's time that we come together and we're ready to receive what the Holy Spirit has to teach us this morning through this message. Pray with me. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this beautiful day, and we thank you for the gift of our faith and for the opportunity to come together this morning to worship you, God. And now, God, as we come together ready to hear this message, God, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, on the scripture reading for today, we continue in the book of Matthew. So the scripture reading this morning is Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19, and then we're going to jump from 25 to 30. The title of my sermon this morning is The Burden of Expectations. Let us go to the scripture in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is provided right by her deeds. Verse 25, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord this morning. So here, the context of the scripture for today is that Jesus is basically answering um, a question from John the Baptist. Again, we're going to talk today about expectations. And here Jesus is talking about um, answering to the expectations that John the Baptist had. He was in jail. He had heard what Jesus was doing. And, and, and I guess he was a little um, confused maybe um, because what Jesus was doing was kind of not aligned with what he thought was going to be happening. So he sends his disciples to ask Jesus, you know, who are you supposed to be? And here Jesus is answering that question. So let's start off with expectations. You know, the reality is we all have them. And, and because we all have them, at some point in our lives, we all have dealt with the pain and the disappointment of unmet expectations. Yes, we all have them. In fact, if you Google expectations, you will find quite a few sites. There was one site, in fact, that had 924 well-known quotes about expectations. So we all have them. 
At some point, we all have dealt with the disappointment of unmet expectations. And when you have these two things together, it creates, it, it, it does, it has, allows us to have these burdens. It creates these burdens because we don't want to disappoint others. We don't want to disappoint ourselves. And we certainly do not want to disappoint God. And so because we don't want to disappoint, then, then those burdens become, I mean, I'm sorry, those expectations or that desire um, becomes, can become a burden. So today I want to talk about that. Now, I'll be honest, initially I wanted to focus solely on the spiritual aspect of this scripture. But then I was, I was reminded that at New Beginnings, we believe in ministering in a holistic way. And that means that it's not just about the Sunday morning experience, and it's not just about the spiritual aspect of our lives. And so I wanted to make sure that I expanded it to every part of our life, or at least bring it down to these three life application points. Are you ready? Get your pen and your paper, and let's start taking some notes this morning. Life application point number one is, what are your expectations of a good job? I think to answer that question, um, we would have to ask, where are we in our life? Because I think that if you got 10 people and you asked them that question, what are your expectations of a good job? People will, 10 people would probably give you 50 different answers. <laughs> it's possible, right? So I really do think it depends on, on where we are in life. I can tell you when I was, when I started working my first job, I was 16 years old. So my expectations at the time were very different. I, I just wanted some money. It wasn't even about a salary. It was, I just wanted some money. <laughs> and then the other question I think that I had was, what are the hours? Because, you know, what's the use of having money if I'm not going to be able to go out and spend it? So, you know, I think at that time, weekends were probably important to me because I wanted to be able to, um, to go out and, and spend my money. Things like benefits, they were not anywhere on my list of priorities. 401k, don't even know. That wasn't anywhere, even in my radar at the time. So again, it depends on where we are in our level of maturity and where we are in life. Because as we get older, then, you know, our definition of, of, of our expectations of a good job are different. You know, as we get older, then, then it's no longer um, maybe just about money but but a salary you know that that means something that's important you know i would say one of the requirements of a good job is to have a good salary others would say a good job is to have good benefits to have excellent benefits and again that means that depends on where you are in life others would say that that it means something that that the why of why i do my job that why i get there every day and, and spend eight or 12 hours that it means something there, there's significance in what we're doing and see the difference and, and, and our expectations are different depending on where we are um, in our level of maturity and where we are in, in our journey. And so, so what happens then when those expectations are not met? You know, um, when, when the, the money part um, is not met or when, when the hours are not met and we were just disappointed that, that what I envisioned um, this to be is just not happening. I'm not doing what I, what I was expecting that this was going to be. Then, then we kind of give up. You know, that job, it, it, we become, we become minimalist. 
You know, we, we say things like, you know, I get there right on time and I leave right on time. Not one minute earlier, not one minute later. I just come in, I do my job, and that's it. And, and we just go through the process. We go through the motions. And in fact, we can get to a place where we can say, I am miserable in my job. And why is that important? Because we can transfer that to our spiritual life as well. You know, when we have this idea of what it is that I'm supposed to be doing in ministry, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing in my walk and with, with Christ, well, what am I supposed to be doing at this point of my life? I've been a Christian, you know, a certain amount of time. What am I supposed to be doing? And when we're not, when we don't seem to be doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing or what maybe others were expecting for us to do is, again, we can tend to just give up and just go through the motions. And that creates some burdens in our lives because we get to a place where we are disappointed, where, where we're lacking the, the, the meaning, the, the satisfaction. And, and then we have to be careful because then we tend to want to get that satisfaction or fill that void in other ways. How? What is your expectations of a good job? And I think how we answer that is really important. And we'll go back and we're going to connect it um, all at the end. Here's life application point number two. What are your expectations of a good life? Think about that. You know, if, if someone wants to ask you, um, how's your life? Would you define your life to, to be good? You know, how, how would you, how, what are your expectations of a good life? And again, I think the same things, the same questions that we ask, the same principles that we apply to a good job are the same principles that we could apply here. It depends on where we are in life. See, if, if our definition of a good life, you know, it could depend on our experiences by this point. To some people, just being healthy. You know, especially right now as we're dealing with this pandemic, health could probably has been, you know, up in the, the high priority, uh, high in our list of priorities. I just want to be healthy. If I am healthy, then you know what? I can deal with anything else. You know, if you're anything like me, um, I had this, this chart of goals that I was going to accomplish by certain age. Right. And so, so by the time I get to this age, I was going to have a, the career. I, I was going to have the home. I was going to have the, the relationship and, you know, the 2.3 kids or 3.2 kids, whatever it is, that's the standard is today. And so, so when we have that ex list of expectations, then what, what happens is we're, we're constantly chasing them. Right. The same thing about the job. When we have, when the expectation is, is the money, then we're constantly chasing the money. When the expectation is that, you know, the, the hours and we're constantly um, chasing that. And the same thing with life. When we have this chart of what life, you know, our expectations of life are, then we can spend a lot of energy just chasing those things. And again, it depends on where you are in your life. Because, you know, some people might say, you know what, I have the spouse and I have the children. I don't have the career yet and I don't have the, the home yet. And so that becomes a struggle and a burden. To some, it could be I have the career, I have the home, but I'm missing the spouse 
And this loneliness, because this is not the way the picture of my life was supposed to be, is now having me feel unsatisfied and unfilled. And, and church, this, this is, listen, this is really important. Because how we define these things, what our expectations are, will make a big difference. They will make a difference on whether we're going to be disappointed. And they will make a difference on whether we're going to have those burdens of unmet expectations or the fear of not meeting them and then how much effort we're going to spend on, on trying to do that. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to God. We try so hard to, to because we have this impression that, that he has certain expectations of us and we try so hard to not disappoint him. You know, we might have expectations from our parents and we, and we try so hard. You know, there's people that I know that, that have gone through the amazing work of accomplishing something in their careers only to be unhappy because that's not what they wanted to do. That's what their parents wanted them to do. And so they did it to satisfy their parents, but now they're not happy. You know, it's amazing the influence that expectations from people that we care and love um, can can make and, and the influence they can have. You know, I was thinking about this um, as I related to my own parents. You know, I have a I have a brother who has an amazing talent. You know, he's my older brother and my oldest brother, and he plays the accordion and and he taught himself to play the accordion. He never took a lesson in his life. And since he was a child, like nine or 10 years old, he started playing the accordion. And then he sings as well. And so he's got a band and he sings pretty good and he plays wonderfully. And I'm thinking, I am so glad my parents didn't have those same expectations of me <laughs> because they would have been very disappointed. And anyone that would be within the sound of my voice would also be very disappointed if I, my parents expected me to sing. Um, you know, I love the way Pastor Nadea says, you know, I sing pretty good, I just don't sound well at all. Or maybe she says, I sing pretty good, I just don't sound well, and I added at all. <laughs> we joke, uh, we joke, we tease each other about that. But, you know, what are your expectations of a good life? And why is that important? Because when we don't meet those expectations, then we tend to just go through the motions and, and we tend to coexist. We tend to not try anymore uh, when it comes to our jobs. You know, I'm never going to get that position. And because I'm never going to get that position, it's just my list is not going to be complete. When it comes to, to a life spiritually, when, when we're just not living the life that I thought we were going to live, that, that I honestly thought that when I got to this point in my life and in my journey and, and my spiritual maturity, I thought that, you know, everything was just going to be great. I wasn't expecting that I was going to have to deal with illness or the loss of a loved one. <clears throat> There's a joke that says, you know, it seems like sometimes we have this expectation that when we give our lives to Christ, that it would be like playing a country music song backwards. And we're going to get everything that we've lost back. We're going to get our jobs. We're going to get our homes. We're going to get our, our spouse. We're going to get our dog back. And, and when we see that, that none of those things are happening, that we get disappointed. And we're not 
living the life that we thought we were going to live, and so we then just give up. Again, this is important because this is not just about a Sunday morning experience, it's about our lives. See, God doesn't just care about, you know, a, a part of our lives, He cares about all our lives. So whether the burdens are because of, of a job or, or because of where we are in life, and here's the other a life application point number three, what is your expectation of a good church? Again, it depends on where we are in life. And here Jesus shows a, a significant contrast between John the Baptist and himself. And he says, you know, John the Baptist who, who came and, and some people considered John the Baptist to be harsh. It was all about repent, repent, and repent. He lived a very minimalist life, right? He lived a very modern, uh, modest life, a very humble life. And, and he, he lived almost in isolation. And, and so his whole mission was to, to uh, make a way for, for Jesus and so to announce that he was coming and, and, and to, again, proclaim repentance being important. And some people thought, well, that's just too harsh. And then here comes Jesus. And yes, Jesus talks about repentance too, but Jesus talks about love and he talks about grace and, and, and he's a friend of sinners. He literally spends time with prostitutes and has dinner with tax collectors. And some people thought, whoa, that's just too liberal. And, and so we go from one extreme and, and then we go to another extreme and, and Jesus here is saying, you know what, you're never satisfied. And, and that, that impacts our spirituality. Because some people come to church expecting religion. And, and, and it depends on your relationship with God. Some people feel like they need religion because we, we need to do something. We, we feel like it's about works and not, not to to show how thankful we are about um, our salvation and our faith, but to try to earn our salvation and, and our faith. And so it makes a difference. Some people want relationship, especially those of us that grew up in the church. You know, we, we're done uh, with religion at some point, and we just want relationship with God. And so we tend to want to go to another extreme. Don't give me the do's and the don'ts. Just give me Jesus. Don't give me the rights and the wrongs. Just give me Jesus. And, and we, we tend to want to go to this other extreme. And to, to some, this church is just too harsh. And to others, this church is just too liberal. And, and we, we are stuck. <clears throat> and we create something else that, that now we're starting to see that. And then we just say, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. That means that, that I want the, the Jesus without the rules. I, wa I want the, the miracles without the work. I, I want to be able to say I have a relationship with God, but I don't need none of this nonsense about going to church and, and Bible study and all those things. <clears throat> and, and the sad part is that, depends on where you are, you will find some way that will accommodate. And then what happens when those expectations are not met is we tend to just go through the motions. Some will always go to church. We'll just continue to go to church because that's what we do, right? But, but we'll say things like, you know what, I, I have no expectations. None. You know, some of you could probably say, you know, pastor, just relax. I, I expect nothing from you. 
Well, other than maybe you entertain me for a little bit, 20, 30 minutes, 30 minutes tops faster on Sundays. Uh, other than that, I don't expect much from you. And, and we tend to do that because we don't want to be disappointed. And so if we're not, if we don't have any expectations, if we lower the bar so low, then you know what? We're not going to be disappointed. Same thing could apply to our jobs. Same thing could apply to our lives. I, I saw a posting the other day that this person said, I've just given up on dating, on dating sites. I'm just going to go after pizza delivery people because at least I know that they have a job. At least I know that they have a car and hey, they have pizza. How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> and we tend to just lower our expectations. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a pizza delivery person, don't get me wrong. But, but I'm just talking about the fact that we just tend to say, you know what, what I wanted, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm just going to stop trying. And we go to the motions. And when we come to, to church, we say, you know what, this church is just not doing it for me. And that's what we have to think about that um, consumer mentality church. Because, because we don't come to church just to receive something. In fact, the study that we're doing right now about the forgotten God, about the, the Holy Spirit, is actually reminding us that it's not just about us. It's making us question what is our motivation for wanting the power of the Holy Spirit. Is it so that, that He can help me accomplish my goals? Or is it so that I can help in, in this bigger piece, in, in this bigger uh, tapestry that we call life? And, and, and so our expectations will make a difference. See, some people, we, we, we come to church because we want to escape from the, re, from, from the stuff that is out there. And then here we are in the pulpit pointing them to the reality of what is out there, right? Pastor, I want to forget the fact that, that there is a racial divide out there. I want to forget the fact that there's a pandemic. And then here you're at the pulpit telling me you've got to take a position and you've got to speak for those that are being oppressed. And that's not what I'm looking for. I just want to escape. Some people want to come to church to just feel good. You know, just, just say something that's going to make me feel good. Say something that's going to motivate me. And then we stand in the pulpit and talk about responsibility. And we talk about having to go out and do some work. And that is not what we want to do. You know, again, I go back to the study that we're doing right now uh, with uh, Francis Chan about the um, Forgotten God. And he talks about how, you know, how would you feel if you went to a football game and, and you saw the players go to the huddle and they're, they're excited about it and they're excited about the play and, and, and one, two, three, go. And then everybody runs back to their benches. And then you see that the coach is going to call another play and, and everybody huddles and everybody's excited. And yes, that sounds like a good play. And let's go. And one, two, three, go. And then they run back to their benches. And what would we say? We would sit there and say, what in the world? But that's what we do in the church today. You know, at first I thought, no, I, maybe some, maybe some people do that. But I think... As we've done this study and, and as we've looked at what that's supposed to look like, I think many, many of us do that every week. We come together and we're excited about the play and the pastor gives a good sermon and it was a good sermon, pastor, and hallelujah. And then we just forget about it after that. And we say things like, it's not doing it for me. 
I come to the church to just feel satisfied and you talk to me about I'm having to grow. I'm good where I am. And, and you're telling me that, no, that you're not there yet, that we still have to continue on this growth, spiritual growth. And I, that's not what I come here to do. So then we just give up and we go to other churches. So how do we connect all these things? Is with one last question. What are your expectations of Jesus? Here's the truth, and, and please, you, you don't want to miss this. What we do, how we live, and how we worship has everything to do with our expectations of Jesus. And, and what we do, if you're not sure of what that's supposed to look like, how we live, if you're not sure of what that's supposed to look like, and how we worship, if you're not sure what that's supposed to look like, I love this about Jesus. I love, love this about Jesus, is that he didn't just give us words and say, go figure it out. He modeled everything for us. And Jesus found purpose in everything that he did. And when we know his character, we realize that all those expectations were not placed on us by him. He came to take, to carry our burdens, not place more burdens on us. Listen, that's what people do. That's what religion has done. That's what we have done to ourselves. And, and, and we're at a point where I'm saying whatever is causing those burdens because of unmet expectations or unrealistic expectations, whatever is costing them today, we are here to be reminded that it wasn't Jesus that placed those expectations on us. In fact, he came to carry those. What he did on the cross cost him everything so that we would not have to carry those burdens. Those were burdens we were never intended to carry. See, he came and he gave us forgiveness so that we can receive his forgiveness, but then we can forgive others. And we can get rid of those burdens of, of resentment and, and, and hate that sometimes we can carry. He came to give us grace so that we can stop trying so hard to try to win his love or try to win our salvation or try to win his approval. He doesn't have those kinds, those expectations were not placed on us by him. There's nothing you can do to get him to love you more. And there's nothing we can do to get him to love us any less. And there's nothing that we can do that's going to outrun his grace. He came to give us love so that we can start loving ourselves and others. Listen, church, forgiveness, grace, and love, we cannot give something that we do not have. So this message is important for all of us today because he came to give us forgiveness through, through what he did on the cross for us. The sacrifice was real. And when he said, it is finished, he meant every word of it. 
He came to give us grace. So stop trying so hard. Stop beating yourself up. Those were expectations that he didn't put on us. And let me tell you something about this too. Because I really think it's important in our healing process. Is to forgive those that put those expectations on us that have caused so much pain for so long, for so many years. Because I think that I've come to the realization that they were doing it out of what they thought was the right thing to do. It wasn't meant to hurt us. And I believe that the only way that we're gonna get to that holistic experience of, of forgiveness is when we are able to forgive those. He came to give us love, so we need to start loving. He came to give us life, so it's time that we start living. Scripture reminds us today that his yoke is easy, is gentle, and his burden is light. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most living God, we thank you for this message. We thank you for this message of love that reminds us, God, that, that these burdens that, that have, we have carried for so long were never meant for us to carry. So we thank you that we've come to this place, God, and where we, we surrender these, these expectations, God, that, that have been unrealistic, that have been such a burden because they have been hard for us to try to live up to. And today we accept your will in our lives. We invite your Holy Spirit to come into our lives and to reveal to us, God, those your plan for our lives. To, to allow us, God, to surrender enough to not want to lead the Spirit, but allow the Holy Spirit to lead us that the way we define what we do, the way we define how we live is all based, God, on what you modeled for us and your love and your grace and your forgiveness. And that today, God, we, we start experiencing the joy of our salvation and, and start living life and not just existing, but living life in abundance. We thank you for where we are right now, God. And we thank you, Father God, for what, how you are using us. And we are excited about where you are taking us. And today, God, we just thank you because your yoke is gentle, is easy, and it will carry us and take us to the best life you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. We claim it as true. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us this morning. It is our prayer that this service was a great blessing to you. We invite you to um, check out our website. Um, it will be, you'll see it on the screen. It's nb-ccc.org. When you will have, find some great information about our church, you will find information about our Bible study and our other ministries. We have our nine o'clock service uh, in Spanish in the mornings. We have the children's service uh, right after this one. And, and we're just excited. We want to hear from you. Uh, let us know how you are doing. Let us know how um, this services are blessing your life. Let us know any prayer requests um, that you have so that we can continue to, to be with you in prayer.
And it's also your opportunity to give your love offerings and your tithe. Um, we thank you for your support, and we so need your support so that we can continue in our ministry. We thank you, we love you, and we will see you on Wednesday for Bible study. God bless.